Derek Maron is not the House Speaker. Jason Stevens is. Why? Because 22 Republicans decided to let 32 Democrats pick the Speaker. How about that? 32 out of the 33 Democrats picked Jason Stevens because they did not want conservative Derek Maron to be the Speaker of the House. Joining us now is somebody who's been following this. He's been reporting on it. He's been investigating it. He's been making discussions and calls and doing yeoman's work as the uh, founder and editor of the Ohio Press Network, online at ohiopressnetwork.com. Or dot, is it dot .com or dot .org, Jack? My bad. It's dot .com, Bob. Thank you. Thank you. Dot .com. And he's also, of course, our State House correspondent for AM 1420. The answer, that is Jack Windsor. Jack, welcome back. Bob, it's good to be here again for, for a second day. Um, man, we've got a lot to cover, and I will just echo your thoughts. Uh, you know, I was in sunny, beautiful Florida, although it did rain a little bit while we were there. And looking forward to 2023, flipping the calendar. And yep, January 4th, here we are. So let's, <laughs> let's unpack it. All right. Well, we talked yesterday, obviously, for those who <clears throat> weren't listening to yesterday's show. Jack and I kind of predicted what was going on. Well, we didn't predict that it was going to happen. We knew it could. You wrote a piece. In fact, your work in the Ohio Press Network is that Republicans were pitching representatives on both sides of the aisle, including Democrats, to obstruct the election of Derek Merritt as a conservative speaker of the Ohio House, and they were pushing for Jason Stevens. So yesterday at this hour, we knew this is what was happening, but we didn't know if it would be successful. Today, we know that the coup was staged, it was carried out, and now Jason Stevens swearing in on a Bible held by a Democrat Allison Russo is the Speaker of the House. Um, Jack, you heard my interview with Al Catrona. What's uh, what, what's your what's your latest on this? So the Speaker Steal of 2023 happened, and let's look at it by the numbers. I know that you and Al Catrona talked about this a little bit, but today, uh, 45 Republicans, uh, unless they've changed their mind from yesterday, supported a guy, uh, Derek Marin, who won the gavel in the caucus vote back in November, only 21 Republicans voted for Jason Stevens. So uh, in nearly 60% of Stevens' support, 32 votes, came from Democrats. So he is a Democrat-elected Republican Speaker of the House. That's by the numbers. Now, um, Al Catrona talked about uh, pulling the party together, having unity, um, I guess the hard stability question was a big, he was big on stability too, talking about how, um, yeah, uh, he used Merit stability like, have two like, years. Go ahead. He used stability like people in education use diversity, equity, mm-hmm. and inclusion. Okay. Let's just call that what it is. That's a red herring. Uh, the, the reality is 21 Republicans supported Jason Stevens and now they have to bring 45 members over the threshold. My comment to Katrona and Jay Edwards was, hey, I'm not a smart man, uh, and I'm not terribly great at math, but I think 45 is bigger than 21. Isn't it a heavier lift to get 45 people to acclimate to the coup than it is to get 21 people to keep the promises that they made in the caucus? But, you know, they dance well, around well, that. Hang on. Let me, hold on. Let me, uh, let me, I've got my phone here. I'm going to pull out the calculator app. Yeah, I concur. 45 bigger than 21. We've got it. Got it. So uh, thank you for confirming that. I was working on that for a couple of days. You know, reporters generally are terrible at math. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, but but so here's the deal. You have uh, you have a divided caucus and we wrote about this. I mean, the lawmakers said this is the playbook, right? You create chaos. You divide the troops. You take power. You overthrow. Well, the same group that created the, the chaos is the same group 
group kvetching about there being chaos. Isn't that interesting? And so, look, I'm weighing in on a little bit more of an opinion level here. So let me get back to the meat of this. So you have Jason Stevens. He was elected by 21 Republicans, 32 Democrats, against the wishes of 45 Republicans. He is now Speaker of the House. Um, Republicans that voted for him, Abrams, Blaisdell, Carruthers, Cross, Katrona, Edwards, uh, Gabari. I've never pronounced his name right. I apologize. Uh, Hillier, Jones, Larray, Loichik, Miller, uh, Oslanger, Patton, uh, Pavlaga. Patton, by the way, um, I have two constituents that reached out to me and said, hey, yeah, Patton lied to me, said he wasn't going to do it. And uh, I only mention that because I know he's the guy up there for many of the listeners on this line. So congratulations, correct. Tom Patton, for uh, double-crossing not only Derek Marin but your constituents. Uh, Peterson, Richardson, uh, Bill Seitz, uh, DJ Swearingen, and Young. Um, I also understand that Gene Schmidt may have may have voted. I need to double check that. So those are the folks who voted. And um, well, what does that mean, Bob? You asked Mike Loichek. I asked Mike Loichek. I asked John Cross. I asked Jay Edwards. What did you give in order to get what you got? And the pat rehearsed answer was what? Nothing. Do you believe Nothing. it? That's no, not for a second. There's not one second that I believe, and I'm not calling Al Catron a liar, but I just don't think that the conversation we were having was going to allow for him to admit the truth. Let's put it that way. When I asked why 32 out of 33 House Democrats would would want to uh, to to unify and 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 support Jason Stevens just out of the goodness of their own hearts or just out of you know uh, the an interest in bipartisanship and and uh, or nonpartisanship, no, they had to give them something to get them to come on board. Otherwise, they would have been stuck with the true conservative House leader who is going to push a much much more aggressive agenda than I expect Jason Stevens to push. Yeah, and so maybe he does have some level of plausible deniability, we'll call it, right? Maybe Jason Stevens greased the skids, did the deal, I don't know. Um, but there was a give, and what I'm hearing, and we're going to dive into today, um, what are the things that they could give? You know, I think we mentioned this in the article. You and I may have talked about it yesterday. There's Save Women's Sports Act. There's the SAFE Act that keeps kids from transitioning um, when they're minors to a sex opposite their biology. Um, there's redistricting. There's parents' rights. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's abortion. Um, there's the Ohio Constitutional Protection Amendment. All of these things. Well, what's coming down the... so? Listeners. And by the way, all of those to me are non-negotiable, Jack. I mean, I, I don't mean to be oh, greedy, but to me, well, I mean, as a conservative, they're non-negotiable. Uh, we, we're not giving up on saving women's sports and then stopping the butchering of children and allowing parents to have a say in their kids' education and on down the line. Everything you just said to me is non-negotiable as a, as a conservative Republican in a very, very, very supposed red state. We shouldn't have to fight for those things or negotiate for those things, and that's what they just put probably, as you say, on the table. So what they put on the table, I will um, show this up today. I have some conversations pending. I'm sure you and I will dive into it again tonight on our podcast. But it looks like the Ohio Constitutional Protection Amendment will be killed. Um, and I'll tell you why that matters in a minute. And then redistricting might be a little more favorable to Democrats. Now, according to Representative Scott Wiggum, um, I was thinking this, and I said, so the Ohio Constitutional Protection Amendment is going to be killed. And what that means is that um, the threshold would have been increased to 60% for a ballot initiative to pass 
Um, why does that matter? It matters because, according to Wiggum, abortion on demand will now become law. So the Democrats wanted that killed so that they could put on the ballot uh, an abortion law. And so congratulations. And only need a simple 50 percent majority, right? You got it. You got it. Yep. Yep. And they'll have a tremendous amount of lobbying money. They'll, they'll talk about abortion the way that um, the mainstream media and the progressives talked about it after the Supreme Court decision and say, oh, abortion's outlawed. Um, you know, these people are extremists, right? And by the way, I want to talk about that for a minute. Um, and I know I'm going off script here and kvetching, but I think missing, uh, missing from the, the discussion of bipartisanship, because that's what Channel 5 up there in Cleveland called it, right? They said they celebrated bipartisanship in, in the speaker steel of 23. Well, here's what they, two things that are important to understand. Um, they're not talking about the people, the 21 Republicans who lied. They made two promises when they voted in caucus. And if these reps can't keep a promise to their team of 67, why would hundreds of thousands of constituents they represent believe that they will have fidelity in their commitments to them. That's that's an issue that needs to be cussed and discussed and uh, really not let go. But here's the other part. Um, we're acting as if, and I heard Al Catrona say this, well, we need to work together with Democrats. You have 67 people in the House. You don't need a, you don't need a single vote. Um, do you think if the shoe was on the other foot that Democrats huh. would be trying to play nice with you? You're dumb. You're dumb. Or naive if you think that or you're lying it's one of the three so here's the deal they call people uh moderates or they call them extremists now here's what extremism looks like and i'll bring this around the barn it looks like um someone who wants biological girls to compete against biological girls in sports it looks like someone who doesn't want kids to be transitioned by educators and parents left in the cold during that process it looks like keeping babies alive when mom and baby are healthy so those are the people that are now called extremists, and it's this, quote, moderate speaker that probably um, we might be wrong. Katrona said you're going to be really happy in three months. Okay, proof's in the pudding. You're on the clock. But those are the type of things that, um, I mean, we, they just handed the baton to, to Democrats, Bob. I mean, they have 67 And And how they, de- how, I apologize, how they're denying yeah, yeah, that, I don't understand. I mean, you literally, there are more Democrats now by 10 who voted for the current speaker than there are Republicans. That means this yep. speaker is more popular with Democrats than he is with with Republicans, and he's a Republican. How you cannot admit that you have surrendered power to the Democrats, the Channel 5 may have called it bipartisan, I call it full-on surrender. A Republican supermajority has surrendered to a Democrat superminority, uh, and there has to be a reason. Yeah, there's a reason, and I'm going to go to what I listened to you a little earlier when you had uh, Jim Renacci on, and he talked about the fiasco in Washington, D.C. And, you know, we have um, we have two sacred cows here, Bob. We have a sacred cow on the federal level, as Renacci said. You have Medicaid and you have Social Security. Nobody wants to talk about that. Those things need to be changed if you want to balance the budget. Nobody wants to do it. In Ohio, what we have, the sacred cow, are lobbyists. That's the sacred cow. But nobody wants to kill those things and feed the starving republic that's starving to death. People, you know, Ashbrook, Van Meter, Doug Price, I'm not going to dive into that today. Those people are really happy today because that's what this comes down to. Um, and I think it's really disingenuous to hear people like Jay Edwards and John Cross and Al Catrona talk about, oh, well, you know, Derek Marin didn't make a phone call. Derek Marin didn't do this. 
You know, that's akin to a woman that's married to a man having an affair and then saying to him, you know, you leave your cup out by the sink instead of putting it in the sink, and I'm just really tired of it. Uh, no, woman, you're having an affair, <laughs> and, you're, and, and you're, you're, you're committing infidelity in your marriage. Well, look, this, this infidelity went on before Derek Marin did or didn't what, do what they say he's doing. This is lobby-driven stuff. And uh, I think that's going to come out in the weeks ahead. Um, but make no mistake about it. It was it was the lobbyists who pushed the buttons, probably with the Democrats and, and with Stevens. And then they used uh, some of the other Republicans who probably have pride and power lust to get this thing over the finish line. So Katrona told me, Jack Windsor, that um, we're way off, that um, he's going to advance a very strong conservative conservative agenda and predicted in, in three months that I'll have him back on, back on and apologize for doubting uh, the conservatism and the agenda of, uh, of, of Stevens. Um, what is your take? What do you believe is going to be the first, uh, the, well, not, not the first, but what do you think is going to be at the top of the agenda for a Jason Stevens-led Ohio House? Yeah, so that was my question to a couple of those folks. Like, if you're going to pull people together and have a consensus, do you put together a three- or five-pronged plan and sell it to your detractors? They said that that's forthcoming. Um, I don't know. Uh, my, the scuttlebutt is, like I said, Ohio Constitutional Protection Amendment's dead. Abortion stuff's dead. Redistricting is going gonna, is gonna to shade more toward uh, Democrats now. So what is it? Um, that leaves, like, save women's sports. That would keep... You know, the people like Jenna Powell, who are super conservative, happy, and maybe the Derek Marins. Um, and by the way, what a fake bogus argument. I want to point that out. They said uh, Derek Marin voted against uh, Save Women's Sports and the lame duck. Well, he voted against it, probably the same reason that Jenna Powell, who wrote Save Women's Sports, voted against it, because it was wrapped in a bill that would have given Governor Mike DeWine full authority over the higher education structure. And there isn't a conservative that trusts his ability to appoint conservative leaders. So I digress. Of course but not. Look, think, look, uh, look at what he appointed to the Ohio Board of Education. Just kicked Mike Toll off of it uh, and, and appointed yep. another left-wing uh, radical, I believe, to the Ohio Board of Education. Yeah, did I want Mike DeWine appointing a cabinet-level position to run Ohio's education? Not one second. No. And, and by the way, the, the justification was, well, we just wanted to go in another direction. Uh, no, no explanation, no clarity about what that direction is. But, you know, we can read between the lines and, and read the tea leaves. So I think maybe Save Women's Sports is there. Maybe Daryl Click's uh, uh, or Gary Click's um, uh, SAFE Act may be there with some things taken out. And that SAFE Act, by the way, it prohibits transition of kids. Um, you know, there are certain qualifiers in there. That's probably going to be changed. I could see that. Uh, I could see those two things. But, Bob, redistricting, um, the Ohio Constitution Protection Amendment, uh, abortion, uh, those things are real. Yeah. Parents' rights, those things are real. Um, so if Alcatrana wants to come and take a victory lap in three months, along with, you know, his team and band of brothers and sisters of 21 strong, uh, then, yeah, let's have at it. Let's have that conversation in three months or six months. But let's have it with the full uh, scope of what was on the conservative agenda. And don't don't cherry pick one or two bills out of six or seven and pretend like you've done justice to the conservative voters in the state of Ohio. Uh, super quick, Jack. I keep saying 22. You keep saying 21. I, 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 maybe I'm off. I thought it was Katrona and 21 others. It's Katrona and 20 others? Well, I'm... I've got to get into the official record, right? So okay. I looked at my count was from the board yesterday, and okay. the board's really hard to see. I will get into the journal um, today 
and get the official vote count. I, do, I, yeah, I'm doing, I mean, not that it matters that much. Yeah, not that it matters that much, but I'm just curious because I do. we do know for sure that 32 out of 33 Democrats uh, voted for Stevens in this thing, so which is kind of the More Republicans, more than Republicans. Jack, Jack, I want you to stick. That's right. At least yep. 10 more, maybe 11 more. Uh, than uh, uh, than Republicans, uh, Jack. Stick with us through the through the break here because yep. I want to come back on the other side and hit part two, which according to and I want to get your thoughts on John Kasich's odd statement as well about combining <laughs> Republicans and Democrats and creating a moderate uh, state, um, free of quote unquote uh, uh, extremists on either side. So I want to get your thoughts on where the ORP chase goes from here, and then also yep. Kasich statements. We'll come back with Jack Windsor after the news. This hour of Always Right Radio is brought to you by The Floor King and Keeping Medicare Simple. I, 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 you know, I was concerned at first uh, that there was not going to be this conservative agenda. And, but you're going you're gonna to ask me back on here and you're going to say, you're right. You guys have moved this bill, you moved that bill. I believe that, you know, and I can't speak uh, for, the, for the speaker. And I think that, frankly, it's the will of the caucus. And then, you know, that a lot of people need to recognize um, that's a big part of it. But I think that once we sit down and we go over our priorities, I think you're going to see a lot of things like save women's sports. I think you're going to see a lot of things that deal with, you know, those conservative values that both you and I have. And so, you know, at the end of the day, there was no deal that was cut. It comes down to the fact that, you know, do you want a functional house or not? A functional house consisting of 45 people who did not vote for the speaker, uh, who is a member of their own party, just 21 or 22 who did. But that's going to lead to, according to Representative Alcatrona, it's going to lead to stability within the House. Um, it's 11.37. Jack Windsor continues with us now. Jack Windsor from the Ohio Press Network, as well as the uh, our State House correspondent for AM 1420, The Answer. Also the co-host of our podcast, which is Talking Smack with Bob and Jack. All right, Jack, um, we covered uh, pretty well the fight for the speakership yesterday and what went down and mm-hmm. what the coup looked like. Let's talk about um, what that means, if you can find anything that you can draw from that, uh, for the chairmanship of the Ohio Republican Party. Yeah, so heard on Capitol Square, right, rumors, scuttlebutt, people mm-hmm. saying, hey, don't put this on the record. The same establishment Republicans and lobbyists behind stealing the House Speaker's race yesterday, where I'm going to say it again, just in case people are joining us, only 21 of 67 Republicans voted for the Speaker. These are the same power brokers that are behind jockeying to get Jimmy Stewart mm-hmm. uh, elected Ohio Republican Party chairman. Now, if that happens, this is the scuttlebutt, the House and the state party would be run by moderates and progressives pretending to be Republicans. Um, which it's kind of being done now, quite frankly, um, if you look at from the governor on down, but now into the actual party with the state central committee. So you're saying that, um, well, let me ask you if what you're saying is that if Jimmy Stewart is running the ORP, it is essentially uh, more of the same as it was under Bob Paducic. Yeah, I think it is, right? It's it's about operatives and power brokers and lobbyists um, and, and Forgive me if I misspeak here. I mean, for all intents and purposes, Jimmy Stewart is a lobbyist uh, in the energy industry. And I think that's the parallel. We're going to go and dive into this, but it appears the same lobbying group or company or few people behind getting Stevens into the chair um, did work on House Bill 6. So it kind of ties back to energy. And Jimmy Stewart, 
uh, an energy lobbyist, is uh, probably going to make a very legitimate run at becoming chairman of the ORP on Friday. So, you know, those two are kind of attached at the hip there uh, in terms of, you know, lobbying energy. And I think that's what it comes down to. And so, you know, in economics, they talk about opportunity costs. You judge the value of what you got in terms of what you had to give up to get what you got. And so in order for them to get this energy policy potentially that they want, what are they giving up? Well, we talked about it before the break at the House. It's going to be some of the conservative legislation. And then I would assume at the Ohio Republican Party, it's going to be not backing candidates um, who are, uh, you know, have distaste for the type of legislation that the lobbyists want. People like Brian Williams. Uh, Yeah, I think it's going to come down to I think. Look, I'm not a real good prognosticator and picker, um, especially when it comes to sports um, and politics. (laughs) But. I think Brian's probably in the, you know, he's there with uh, Jimmy Stewart. And then, of course, I think the guy that might be in the catbird seat right now is uh, Alex Triantafalu, if I pronounced that correctly. Yeah, you talked about him yesterday, too. Yeah. Yep. He's kind of the guy. He's down there in Hamilton County leading the GOP party there. Interestingly enough, he's an attorney at Dinsmore and Shoal, which I think is also the... uh, the firm that Bill Seitz is tied to, which is also the firm that was uh, somehow involved in House Bill Energy 6. So, um, you know, six of one, half a dozen of the other, Alex Triantafalu and Jimmy Stewart. And then I think on the outside looking in is Brian Williams, who's chairman of the Summit County Republican Party. Um, but it's it's kind of like <clears throat> they'll do rounds, right, if, if they've got three. I think there are two other candidates uh, – um, uh, so there will be five. The first round, they'll probably knock two off or one. And, and I think it's going to come to, all right, who voted for those first candidates and where do those votes go? And I think you're going to probably get to the second or, th- or third round, which would be, all right, who gets knocked out? Uh, Trianta Falu, Jimmy Stewart, or Brian Williams? And then who consolidates with whom? Um, and so, you know, it's anybody's race at this time. Jack, I want to ask you one last question. Um John Kasich tweeted yesterday, I guess this was yesterday, <laughs> um, a very interesting one-sentence tweet. A block of House Republicans should get together with Democrats to pick a speaker to run a coalition government, which will moderate the House and marginalize the extremists. You know, I read that, and I've read it several times since I saw it yesterday, and I still can't figure out if he's talking about Columbus or D.C. Yeah, both. And I laugh because I take uh, I take what um, John Kasich says about as seriously as the R behind his name. He's a joke. <laughs> he was a joke as a governor, um, and he's a joke as a human being right now. Um, you know, Interesting. We've had back to back. We've had back to back jokes as governors in, in human beings with Kasich and Dwyer back to back. But anyway, go ahead. Uh, uh, Touche. <laughs> Um, but you know, let's, let's, I'm going to, I'm going to pound this point home again. Let's look at what extremism looks like. I want somebody, maybe it'll be me. Maybe, I don't think Kasich will return my call, but I want somebody to ask, what is an extremist? Is it, a, is it a, is it a parent who wants his, his daughter to compete against other biological girls? Is it a parent who doesn't want to be left out in the cold while activists in schools try to transition their kids and teach them about transgender initiatives and that America's bad and if you're white, you're evil? Um, is it about, are you extreme if you want to keep babies alive when the mom and baby are healthy and it's just a convenient abortion on demand that you're opposed to? You know, I'm just tired of these guys using these labels like extremism um, to cover over their just gutless, spineless. 
just lack of morality. And that's John Kasich. I don't take him seriously. Yeah, I don't either. But you know what? Um, he represents a lot of the rhino marginal uh, mar- mar- rhino Republicans that do want to quote unquote marginalize people who don't go along with the Democrat uh, ideology. And quite frankly, you said it before, uh, and and you're 100 percent right. These are there are just too many Republicans who literally are Democrats who simply run as an R because we are a quote unquote red state, and it's a lot easier to get elected with a lot of blind people just saying R. Okay, I'll vote for you even if you're going to go in there and govern like a Democrat. John Kasich is one of those, and he's sadly the leader of, uh, of many others. Jack Windsor, um, appreciate uh, all you do. Keep up the great work. Keep us posted on where things go in Columbus, and we'll talk to you next time on, uh, on Talking Smack. Thanks for having me, Bob. God bless you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.